What's up, guys? Max here, back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. Hope you're all doing great. What's up, Eviana, Alex, Justin, Ed, Phantom, everybody? Courage is knowing it's going to hurt and still doing it. Stupidity is that way, too. That's why life is hard. Nice. What's up, Chris? Welcome, everybody, to the show. It's Q&A Friday, so I don't have too much of anything planned for you guys. I already did my Stu Scheller check-in. All is quiet on that front. Oh, my God. The comments that I've been getting on that video, I can't even... Most of them don't even get through YouTube screening process. Let me look at them real quick. What's up, Sam? Let me just look at them real quick. Uh... Somebody said here, here's a great one. Somebody said, you got more dislikes than likes by a huge margin. Wonder who has it right and who has it wrong. I hope you're not basing your entire life off of likes and dislikes on YouTube. By the way, the only videos I have on YouTube that have a lot of dislikes are videos where I was right. And people are too crazy because I didn't say what they wanted me to, I didn't say what they wanted me to say. So they leave all these dislikes and ultimately uh, I ended up being right anyway. And then guess what? The comments kind of stop at that point. Another update, another update. Did your dog have to take a crap like on the walk? Now she went before she's smart. So, so another comment that I got today, and this is awesome. This is an oldie. Okay. Ethan Melzer. This is like over a year ago, a story about a guy named Ethan Melzer Mel's Melsner Melzer, who joined a organization that was they they followed Hitler, ISIS, and the devil, and he sold out his unit and planned a terrorist attack on his unit when they were about to deploy to uh, to the Middle East, and then he got arrested because that that was intercepted and he got arrested. Somebody commented, "I went to basic with this guy," so I asked him what was he like in basic. And he said he slept a couple bunks next to me. He was well-liked and very popular with the platoon. I remember him telling funny stories, but he was oddly into demons and stuff. Like he knew all their names and what they did. That's not exactly what I was expecting from Ethan Melzer. But uh, there you go. So a quick update on that too. I love when people are like, oh, I, I went to boot camp with that guy. I went to, I was on that deployment. Like I, I love those comments. If you guys don't know who Ethan Melzer is, go find that video on my channel. Look up Ethan Melzer, insane. Insane story, though, all the details of it. Absolutely crazy. Let's get your top five comments so far. Okay, I'll try to pull some up. Ika, what's up? Contractor, what's up? Ika, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. Because today we did the 9-11 stair climb, which uh, to kind of break down what we did, there's there's lots of places that do these 9-11 stair climbs, and I think that they're great, and I think everyone should do it. But uh, there's lots of different ways to do it. Some people climb... The number of steps in the in the twin towers. Some people climb the number of flights. Some people go, you know, and do some their own thing. What we did was there's a staircase out here in Okinawa. It's called Stairway to Heaven. It's outdoors. It's over near Camp Foster, and you just jog from Camp Foster over to the staircase. It's pretty close by. It's very close, and then you go up in the stairs. Each stair is pretty deep, like a foot to 15 inches deep, and there's almost 300 stairs per uh, time that you go up. And at the top is just a fence and you have a nice view of the island in, a, in like one direction out to the west. And so we did that. We climbed 911 stairs. So we climbed 911 stairs and I wore um, a plate carrier with uh, 20 pounds worth of, of uh, plates. And then I carried a backpack that had another 47 pounds in it. 
So I was carrying 67 pounds. I said 70 pounds on Instagram just to round up there, but I was carrying, I weighed the pack. I was carrying 67 pounds. Oh my gosh. Somebody, Sam says, how are those legs feeling? I was getting destroyed. We ran over there. The run to the staircase is downhill most of the way. Then at the end, it was uh, uphill. And I was like, as soon as we had this little uphill to get to the stairs, I was like, this is going to be really hard. I haven't put on a 45 pound pack in years. And I was thinking like, I can't believe we used to do 12 mile rucks in the, in these things, like for time, like a three mile ruck with a weapon, with a helmet, with a Kevlar and full uniform in three hours, a 12 mile ruck. Like that was a, that seems like a lifetime ago now, looking back on it. That's, I don't think it'd even be possible. Um, there you go. Contractor. Thank you. I was like, I was just going to say, what was that question from yesterday that I promised I would remember and get to today, but I totally forgot. I'll answer it in a second. Um, so tomorrow is September 11th set for me because it's Friday out here in Okinawa. So Saturday, September 11th, I'd love to know what you guys are doing to celebrate. Leave me a comment, send me an email. What are you doing to not celebrate, but honor the day, honor the day of nine 11. Um, what are you doing to make it a special day. And my buddy out here asked me if I would give like a motivational speech. And I don't know if he asked me because he knows I love public speaking and I do this YouTube channel or because he knows that I am a narcissist who loves to hear the sound of my own voice. But either way, uh, he asked me to say some things. And there are these, uh, so my wife's a doctor, her colleagues are doctors and they work with corpsmen. And these corpsmen are like kids, you know what I mean? They're, they're 19, 20, 21 years old young, young men and women. And I thought like, what can I say? Like, what can you say after 20 years of remembering 9-11? You know, there's, you can recite numbers and dates and names, which are all important. And it's great to do that. And tomorrow when they read the names of ev or on Saturday, when they read the names of everyone who died at September 11th and they have family members go up and read the names, I'll listen and I always do. So it's, uh, it's definitely important to understand the scope of what we're talking about here, the scale of what we're talking about here. But, you know, what can, besides that, like, what can I do? What am I, what am I feeling on the 20th anniversary of 9-11? What is going through my mind? And, you know, so here's what, here's what I, here's what I said, I, you know, not word for word, but here's basically what I said. I said, is it, was anyone here born after 9-11? And no one was born after 9-11. I was like, well, how old are you guys? And so the, the youngest person was born in July 2001. So less than two months before, um, before September 11th. And, um, and then there was a few other people who were born within a few months of that. And I was like, okay, cool, got it. So um, out of the people who showed up for this, for this stair climb this morning. And so I said, I said, the only thing I could think to say this September 11th on a 20 year anniversary is to look you guys, you young people, you young sailors in the eye and say that I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we couldn't do more. I'm sorry that despite going on five deployments, myself, other people going on 15 deployments, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans deploying to Afghanistan and Iraq, millions of people who've served. I'm sorry that out of all of that, we couldn't finish the war on terror, not even close. 
Not even close. And I'm sorry that we couldn't figure it out and get past the politics. And I'm sorry that so many people lied. And I'm sorry that there was so much corruption. And I'm sorry that there was so much horrible stuff that happened. And I'm sorry that you now have to go deal with the war on terror that you had nothing to do with, that you were born into and grew up and now you're an adult and now you have to go deploy overseas because you know what? The th- this September 11th, it feels like we have to talk about the 13 killed in Afghanistan a few weeks ago. And, and you know what? Those people weren't my age. They were your age, I said. They were 20, 21 years old. The oldest person who died on August 26th was younger than me. And so it's not going to be me or anybody else standing around here who has to go put themselves in harm's way next. It's you guys. And I'm sorry that that's the case. I'm sorry that we have to turn over the war on terror to you guys born into it. I'm sorry. And I'm proud of you for enlisting. It might be more courageous to enlist now than it was in 2001. Because you're People enlisting now, 18, 19 years old, are enlisting into a war that's not theirs. That they just were, they were born into the war on terror, grew up in it, and now are enlisting. Seeing everything that happened, all the good and all the bad, and they can see all the documentaries and read all the papers. And they can understand the Afghanistan papers and the war in Iraq, you know, people made up this WMD problem to go into Iraq and that there were people torturing detainees and that how many civilians have been killed in drone strikes and all this stuff. And then enlisting to go overseas to help people and potentially get killed or wounded or maimed. And I think that that's really heroic. So what I did was I have a flag that I've flown over Afghanistan and Iraq that I flew over Bagram and an outpost surrounded by Taliban. And I flew in Iraq in the face of ISIS, the same people responsible for that suicide bombing in Afghanistan and Kabul that killed 13 Americans. And I asked one of those young corpsmen to carry my flag. And I said, I want you to carry this. Will, will one of you carry this flag? Symbolic of, you, you know, that I'm proud of you, that I appreciate you joining, willing to go make these sacrifices. Not only did you join the Navy, but you joined as a corpsman. And a corpsman was killed on, on August 26th. And so will you carry my flag today as we climb these stairs? Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining now. Thank you. It's unbelievable. I'm sorry that we couldn't do more. I'm sorry that you have to even be, I'm sorry that we're even talking about this about August 26th. I'm sorry. I wish we could have done better. I wish we could have made the better choices, been more effective somehow, some way, I don't know what that way is, but somehow, some way could have prevented you from having to be here in the first place, but we couldn't figure it out. So that's what I said. And I, and I mean it. And that's what I, that's what I'm thinking today. I'm just thinking, I'm sorry that I'm on YouTube and I'm sorry that I'm proud of it. I'm sorry that I am a little cocky about it. That I'm walking around like, yeah, two to Afghanistan, one Iraq, you know, slaying ISIS. I'm sorry that I'm a little cocky about it because I'm proud that I went and did those things. I was, I was lucky that I got to do those things. And now what? Now I'm just sitting back watching teenagers go overseas and I'm 36, effectively retired doing YouTube. 
I'm sorry. I wish I had done more. I wish there was more I could have done. So that's what I said. Uh, that was my speech this morning to everybody. So I wanted you guys to kind of know about that. Um, let's see. I'd black out after 20 steps, Recon says. Nah, you could do it. You can't just get back into rucking like that, but you now already know that. I knew it going into it. I, I just thought it would be nice to have it suck. Going to a Korean veteran's 90th birthday. That's awesome. He's the eldest male from my step family. He was a writer and wrote the book Maggie's War. Awesome, Justin. That's great. And going to fly the drone. Sick. Sounds like fun. Nuggets is like 10 years old. Yep. It's crazy to think that we have parents and kids that have fought in the same conflict. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy? Remember the anthrax stuff after 9-11? Wasn't there like a sniper and some teenagers taking people out in D.C. for a bit? I think the sniper dude was ex-military. I'll need to refresh, refresh to be more confident. Yes, I, I do remember all of that. The sniper in D.C., was he ex-military? I don't remember that detail. But yeah, him and his son in like a white van. Yeah, I do remember that. What happened to President of North Korea and sister goes, he got headshot by two unknown snipers. Shield, I don't know these questions that you're asking. I really don't know. They're very, very, very random. Max, I wouldn't mind killing some of those Taliban bastards. Yeah. August 26th, never forget, Nuggets. Did you check the link? I didn't, I haven't clicked it yet, but I got it. Thank you very much. MC, that's beautiful. Thank you. MC crushing it out there. Thank you very much. I was getting a haircut and was taken to the barber, found out he was a Marine in Ramadi and was also a drill sergeant. That's awesome. Did you tell him you're going to join the Marines? It sounds uh, corny, a little silly, but the movie Saving Private Ryan hits a little harder now that I've left the military service. Tom Hanks' line, earn this, means something a lot more. Yeah, it's a great line. That is a great line. You know, that's not cool, Max. I had my high school classmate who supported North Korea. Huh? I don't know what, uh, I don't know what that's in reference to, Ed. Um, so to answer the question, contractor, uh, let me get to the first question. And you guys, any questions you have for me about anything, drop them in the comments and I'll get to them today. I don't, uh, I don't have a lot to talk about. We'll just hang out today. I just like hanging out with you guys. You can ask me anything you want. I already did my Stuart Scheller check. No updates. Um, jobs that I had, this is actually a great question. Jobs I had before or after the Navy besides YouTube? If so, what were they and what did you do? So before the Navy, I had so many jobs. My first job ever was I worked at Just a Buck. It was a dollar store, but with tax, it was a dollar oh seven. So we called it Just a Buck oh seven. I got fired from that job because I was taking the bus to work and on Sundays the bus doesn't run. So uh, I missed the bus. I was 15 years old, 14 years old when I had that job, as early, as young as you can be. So got fired by my boss who looking back on it was definitely on meth. And, uh, and that was fun. I worked at a hobby store selling like baseball cards, paintball guns, and video games. That was I, the job I held the longest before joining the Navy. It was awesome. I worked at Michael's Art Supply Store, and my manager's name was Art, um, believe it or not. I worked at IHOP as a waiter. I got my uh, all the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruities I could eat. I had, uh, I had enjoyed that. Um, cute hostess. Tried to take her out on a date. Did not go well. Um, I worked at UPS in the warehouse unloading trucks. So I was in the morning shift at UPS. That was backbreaking work. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine now. I can only imagine nowadays working at a place like UPS in the, in the warehouse unloading millions of boxes. Unbelievable. I can't believe the amount of um, on or, or at, uh, what is it called? When you shop on TV, home shopping network stuff. I can't believe the amount of Home Shopping Network stuff that was coming through there. It was mind-boggling. And that was it. the last job I had was UPS before joining the Navy. But what's interesting, I actually had several jobs while I was in the Navy. 
So I was in a band and that was like a job. That was like a very demanding job. That was like another, you know, 40 hours a week in this band. Uh, we were making a lot of money though. We were doing well. You guys can buy that album on iTunes right now. Dante's Boneyard. Um, it's on iTunes or, or Spotify or wherever you get your music from. You can go listen to it. Um, I was working at a clothing store called Rule, R-U-E-H-L. I had a second job working at a clothing store and I worked the overnight shift there and I would restock uh, shelves. So I would, uh, I would restock shelves at a clothing store called Rule. It was owned by Abercrombie and Fitch. And uh, it was a great way to meet people. I wanted to get out and meet new people. So I worked at that clothing store. I hosted speed dating for uh, about a year. So every, every other week, I would host a speed dating event in San Diego at a, at a bar, um, which was so fun. I loved doing that. Hosting speed dating was so fun. Um, and let's see, anything else? I think that was it. And then when I got out of the Navy, I... Uh, I got out of the Navy and I went to work for advanced training, Naval Special Warfare Advanced Training Command as a, as a Scan Eagle instructor. So I was teaching people how to fly a drone called Scan Eagle. And that job was super fun. It was basically the job I was doing in the Navy, but just I started doing it as a civilian. Um, and I worked that job until I moved out to Okinawa. I quit that job. I put in my, uh, my two weeks, so to speak, and moved out to uh, Okinawa. That's my career history. And, uh, and now I host YouTube professionally. I treat this like a full-time job, you guys. I work full-time on this YouTube channel. So that's why I appreciate all your guys' support. If you're on Patreon or members, uh, I really appreciate you. It means a lot to me, motivates me, all that stuff. So um, let's see, let's see. I hope that answers the question because that's the answer to the question. So I hope you accept my answer. That's everything. Let's see. Let's see. Is white phosphorus still being used? White phosphorus is used all the time for illumination. Fire it up. It lights up. It burns as it floats down and, uh, and is used as like a, as a, like a, a flashlight in the sky to illuminate, you know, the enemy on the battlefield. Very commonly used that way. Not used as a weapon. Um, except for in, I think, rare extreme circumstances at this point. Of course, I told him I was joining the Marines. Nice nuggets. I'm tired. I woke up at 3 this morning for this, uh, for this run. So it's, it's already been an eight-hour day for me. They support both ISIS and North Korea. Who? Oh, your, your friends? That's not good, Ed. You shouldn't have friends who support that uh, straight up. I don't understand who you're associating yourself with. I would stay away from those people. Um. White phosphorus is used for obscuration and burns for a long time. It's also used to mark targets for close air support, but difficult to use in strong winds. Yes. Nice. Sam, bringing in that Marine Corps knowledge. Nice. Is there anything you would have done or do different? What would it be? People have asked this question to me before, and the answer is no. I wouldn't have done anything different. I would not have done anything different. Um, uh, period. I wouldn't have done I wouldn't change a thing. Because I think, I personally believe and I could talk about this all day, that every single moment of our lives is equally important for where we are sitting right now at this very moment. No event, no, no event in our lives is more significant than any other as far as getting us to where we are today. Every event equally significant. The smallest 
swatting of a mosquito. I don't, I don't mean like butterfly effect, but I, but I kind of do like every single thing that you do, no matter how trivial and small affects the future course of your life in, in seriously significant ways. I mean, in unfathomably, unfathomably significant ways. So no, I wouldn't have done anything different. Talk about the hostess date. So it's a little embarrassing. Um, so there was this really cute hostess at IHOP and, uh, and I was a shy 18 year old, super shy. And so one day I was like, Hey, I'm going to, and I, and I love going to the movie theaters by myself to this day. I still do when I always have. So one day I was like, Hey, I'm going to go see this movie. Do you want to go? And she said, yes, I was shocked. And, uh, and her and I went to the mall. We went to the movie theater. She was kind of uh, wild, like a, a little bit of a wild child. So she took me to Fredericks of Hollywood and like wanted to try on lingerie. And I had never experienced anything like that in my life ever. And so uh, I'm freaking out, extremely like nervous, sweaty, stuttering. And uh, I didn't know what to do. So I just said, okay, you know, nice. Let's go to the movies. <laughs> and, uh, and we hung out a few more times. She actually um, would come go out with me a couple more times. Nothing ever happened uh, between us because I was um, incompetent as a as a a date or like a a um, what's the word that I'm looking for here? Uh, I could not. I did not know how to court a lady. So um, nothing ever happened, and I eventually moved on and joined the navy. Uh, but it was very. Very uh, incredibly awkward for me and stuck with me as probably one of the weirdest moments of my life. Let's see. Let's see. There must be neat to host speed dating. Any interesting stories from that? So Sam, hosting speed dating was so fun because here's why. Uh, well, it started with me going speed dating once and my buddies and I all signed up for the speed dating thing. At, a, at a, the, a place called the Comedy Palace in San Diego, which is where I ended up hosting it. I ended up hosting it for the same company. So I go there and we, I thought it would be fun to make like a little challenge like for myself. So I went as Clark Kent. And so I wore a button up shirt, a tie and like these glasses that I had uh, bought that were just fake glasses or whatever. And underneath, I had bought one of those like Under Armour style uh, Superman shirts, like tight fitting. And I would have to work into every conversation that I had. This was my challenge for myself. Every conversation I had, something that would imply that I was Clark Kent. I wouldn't say my name was like Clark, but I would say my name was Max. And then to not make it so on the nose. And then during my like speed date, if they asked me what I did, I would be like journalist. And then if, uh, if they had a drink, I would be like, excuse me, your drink, it, it looks warm. Is, is it warm? I see the ice melting. And like ice breath it, I uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. I would I would uh, I would keep like scratching my my shirt so it would like open the button so you could see the Superman shirt underneath, and the, everyone got it what I was doing and it was really funny. Um, I got a lot of matches out of that that speed dating actually. I matched with all the all the girls that I talked to, uh, so it was successful. And uh, like a little while later, I. Um, got an email from that company because I was on their mailing list saying they were looking for a new host. So I applied to host it. I was like, I emailed them back and I, and I said, 
I was born for this is what that's the only thing I put in the email was I was born for this and they hired me um, and I started hosting it. So here's the, here's the, uh, here's the funny story, right? Basically not an individual funny story, but speed dating for the fellas out there is full of, um, is full of professional, talented, attractive women and weirdo dudes. So if you are a single guy, I would strongly encourage you, this is from my personal experience, I would strongly encourage you to try speed dating because it's like women who are like, oh, I'm just a, law- I'm just a hot lawyer and I don't have time to date. And then the dudes are like, I like girls and I live with my mom and I like pineapple smoothies. And I'm like, okay, you know, Stefan or whoever is showing up in here. Um, it was totally unbalanced totally unbalanced. And I would get these looks from the people like hit the button, make a move, like make them switch. So you have to, uh, you got to try it. If you're a single dude, I strongly recommend you try uh, speed dating because it's, it's totally unbalanced, high quality women, low quality dudes go into these things. So you would, if you're, if you're a decent guy and you're looking for a date, you would clean up at speed dating. Um, Let's see. Eviana says, Max, what is a quote that speaks to you and why do you like it? Actually, I've got a great one for you because uh, it's one that I say all the time. I I live my life by a handful of quotes, but uh, I've got a couple. Let me give you one now. And it's it's, uh, from Albert Einstein said, and I think about this all the time. Albert Einstein said, after, after the, let me give some context here. After the nuclear weapons were used in um, Nagasaki and Hiroshima to end World War II, Albert Einstein said, looking at the destructiveness of that and the ethical crisis that a lot of scientists were going through after, after that event, he said, I don't know with which weapons World War III will be fought, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. I got the chills. Every time I think about that quote, I get the chills. Basically, what he's saying is if there's ever another global war like World War II, it will be, he feared it would be so destructive that it, there would be nothing left. It, it, would, it would be the end of mankind. It would be the end of modern civilization. So he's saying that we could have these, you know, tactical nuke strikes from space, but when that's all said and done, there's going to be nothing left for anybody in World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones because there will be no more technology. There will be no more massive armies. There will just be a few surviving people with nothing. And, you know, it's a powerful quote. It's a really powerful quote, um, to, especially coming from, uh, from Einstein, one of the smartest people to have ever lived. Uh, and at least inarguably one of the most influential people to have ever lived. What about the radio gig with Van? Well, that was this, just the Scuttlebutt show. That was, that's the, that was the original Scuttlebutt show was on the radio. So that's just this, what I'm doing now. Um, and I just, can, and I could just say that that's, we've been on, on the, doing the Scuttlebutt show for four years. So that's the radio gig. If you guys go back and listen to old episodes of the Scuttlebutt show, like episodes like nine or 13 or whatever. So this is um, episode 226 that we're on now. You'll hear our old co-host Van. We used to do episodes once a week. Now we do them five times a week. So um, 
Do you have ligma? Yes, I know the joke now, Ike. So I, I don't have ligma. Or did I just fall for it again? I'm not sure. What's the employment regulations like for a military spouse in Okinawa? Uh, I can work if I want to. Um, I, can, I can do, I can go out and get a job. Spouses can go out and get a job. Spouses work at restaurants and bars out here. They work as hairstylists or, you know, tax uh, people, like whatever you would call that tax. Um, I don't even, specialist or whatever. Uh, a lot of people work on base. A lot of people work for the Navy Exchange. They work for, you know, military organizations, all that stuff. Um, but I, there's not really any uh, strict regulations. I, I can get a job. Let's see. Thank you, Ed. The white stuff, the gunship shoots out. No, it's not. That's why I report them. Uh, I think the Navy boot camps closed because they just didn't have that many. They didn't need that many people going through. What name would you use besides Fort Alwyn Cash to rename a base? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't uh, have any other in mind. We had a lot of great uh, recommendations yesterday. Carpenter. Murphy. Stuff like that. I don't know. Didn't think about it. Max isn't giving himself enough credit with how smooth he is with the ladies. This is romance, drama, story plot, Max. Yeah. Why does the Navy EOD look like special operations? Is it considered naval special warfare? Uh, yes, it is. So... Uh, EOD is a special program within the Navy and EOD operators go deploy with SEAL teams. So there are EOD who do kind of low key, uh, less dramatic EOD operations. Then there's like EOD divers. There's all kinds of stuff. Then there's EOD who actually deploy with SEAL teams. There's been EOD killed in combat alongside SEALs a bunch. Like EOD does deploy with special forces, uh, special warfare. EOD is, is basically special operations. Is that a Navy tattoo on your left arm? Yes, it is. I got this when I found out I was going to Afghanistan in 2009. Started it. Can you paint your military vehicles with custom decals or stuff since it's usually common for Asian countries military to have custom decals? Yes, you can. You can paint stuff on your vehicles. Um, people paint their tanks. People paint their Vicks. Uh, yes, you can do that. That's a very moist drink you have there. <laughs> TJ Vlogs. Are you talking about my speed dating story? See how smooth Max is? Come on, you've made it. You are a dependent for a doctor. You have made it, man. I, I, changed, I grew up, <clears throat> that's for sure. I changed a lot from my 18-year-old self. Uh, I, was, I was very shy, very introverted back then. How do you not crumble into yourself due to witnessing the cringe of awkward males during speed dating? Oh, I did. Oh, I did. I often did. People would come up to me afterwards, the ladies, and they'd be like, this guy was very creepy. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, I saw that. I don't know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like nobody, it wasn't creepy to the point of uh, threatening, but it was creepy like, uh, like weird, like just a, a, a borderline, and I don't mean this to like make fun of people, but like borderline like Asperger's type stuff where people just don't know how to be. They just don't know how to, to act like a, a regular interpersonal relationship interaction was beyond them. What's your job there in Okinawa? Well, I, but, uh, oh, besides, you, you know, doing YouTube, I do filmmaking and, and uh, photography. And tomorrow, if you guys remember John Tay, John Tay the kid um, who we listen to his music, we're shooting his music video tomorrow. So we're shooting his music video tomorrow out here in Okinawa. I'm really excited. If you guys don't remember, here's the song that we're shooting the music video for. You guys ready for this? Let's see if it plays. 
Yeah, so we're, we're shooting a music video for this song tomorrow. It was like 40-year-old virgin. It was. Let's see. Do you know what happened to Sug-On? I don't know. What happened to Sug-On, Ika? Nathan, that's what I'm doing, man. That's what I'm doing. This is my jam right here. Let me catch a vibe. I feel it tonight. I feel it tonight. I've been stuck inside, stuck inside my mind. Let me catch a vibe. Yeah. Let me catch a vibe. Yeah. Let me catch a vibe. Make sure you guys are on Instagram. We're gonna be, I'm gonna be posting to the story about this. I feel it tonight. I've been stuck inside, stuck inside my mind. I've been stuck inside my house, I've been stuck inside my brain I've been stuck in here with you, I ain't never felt this way I know that it's okay, it's alright I got smoke in the air, I'm catching good vibes Ring around the rosy, my pocket filled up with posers I just finished smoking so that I keep my composure Filling up my cup and tonight it's just a sober I don't wanna die alone but baby I'm alone Let me catch a vibe, let me catch a vibe, let me catch a Vibe. Let me catch a vibe. I feel it. Do you guys like my dance moves? I feel it tonight. I've been stuck inside, stuck inside my mind. Let's catch a vibe, let's catch a vibe, let's catch a vibe. With you by my side, it's Bonnie and Clyde, but just for the night. We're taking a sight to soar new heights, so high as a kite. Now inhale these thick clouds and prepare for the flight. Flashing lights, my dreaming. Rockstar lifestyle, I'm screaming. Faces numb like I took a beat, and it's just that white girl steady streaming. In the section VIP and all the group. Envy me, it feels like I am at the peak and on the weekend just repeat all of the pomp and circumstance. Wait, just refill my cup at just the slightest glance. Girls getting rowdy, twerking in the handstand. Might get fucked up, make it rain. My life savings, what the fuck am I saying? I'm fucked up. Shots back to back and back to back till I'm not feeling anxious. Me and class sneaking off. You know I can't stand to wait. Got the drugs on the nightstand. Nightstands premeditated. But I'm off catching vibes and I might catch you later. Let me catch a vibe. So that's the song that we're shooting a music video for tomorrow. John Tate, a kid. You guys can check out that album. I'll, uh, if you guys do want to check out that album, let me share it for you guys real quick. Let me drop a link. Cause it's so good. I actually listened to it. Like, I can't believe this dude's, he's like 19 years old out here in Okinawa. I can't, he's in the army. Let's see. Here's the link to that. So you guys can check that out. He's super talented. He's awesome. So we're going to be shooting a music video. If you guys want to see the updates to that, then just make sure you're following me on Instagram. Uh, because I'll be posting to the story about that tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. So that's my other job. I do that professionally. <clears throat> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Max, do you have any water-based qualifications like dive? I am advanced open water diver. I'm an adv advanced open water diver. So I haven't been diving in months though because I don't know, COVID, I guess. Let's see. If you could choose any talents to have, what would it be? Singing. That's an easy one. I always wanted to be a really good singer, but I'm kind of tone deaf. So I wanted to be, I love to sing. Like I love to belt out some karaoke. I love to, I love to sing in the car. I'm always singing along with my music. I was just singing along with that song. You guys probably saw me, you know, mouthing along to the lyrics, but I'm not a great singer. So I wish, uh, I wish I was. Let's see. Max low key, like to witness these awkward dating moments. Don't you loved it? Yeah, I loved it. I, I loved it. Totally. You're right. I did love it. And I feel like, uh, 
I wish I had journaled it. Like I've been telling you guys since I've started writing the book about how I, how I wanted to start journaling and now I have this show, which is great. But I wanted to, I wish I had journaled it because at all the individual moments, the specific stories I've kind of forgotten. And I really feel bad about that. Like I really wish I hadn't because they were, they were really good. They were really good. Um, Scuttlebutt, what are your thoughts on the U.S. military involvement in Somalia civil war against al-Shabaab? Well, the war on terror just has expanded into, do you know, like, we, we're at war in the Philippines. You know what I mean? We're, we're fighting terrorism in the Philippines. The, the uh, spread of the influence of terrorism has made it to Africa and the Philippines and throughout, you know, it's spread throughout Europe, Australia, Asia, all these, it, all these pervasive threats um, have made their way out of Iraq and Afghanistan and Yemen and Syria and, the, and like that into all these other countries. And so we've been battling this influence of terrorism in Africa for a long time. And I was just thinking about it this morning, actually. It's just sad um, that so many people are living in such horrible conditions in Africa and we don't really ever think about them. Like we're focused on Iraq, we're focused on Afghanistan. We're never talking about the horrible things that are happening to people in the Pacific and Africa. I don't know. We'll probably be in Africa forever. Probably be in Africa forever. I want to see combat control when it comes out. I have to, I have to check that out. Max, the song legit for gaming when you're going to release it. Well, it's the song is out. It's not my song. The song is out, but the music video should be out in the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be badass. Let me look this up real quick. Let's see. Nuggets telling me about this. Jake Gyllenhaal set to play Medal of Honor recipient John Chapman. So we've got a military.com article from March. Somehow I missed this. Somehow I missed this one, you guys. But we've got, uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal going to play Medal of Honor recipient John Chapman. Set to team up with extraction director Sam Hargrave to make combat control a movie about Air Force Sergeant John Chapman. The Air Force deserves this. The Air Force absolutely 100% deserves a movie about their combat controllers. Those guys are heroes. Incredible. They're incredible. I've talked about it many times on this show. They 100% deserve to have a movie about them. Jake Gyllenhaal is great too. Going from the Marine Corps and Jarhead to, to combat controller. So if you guys don't know, combat controller is the Air Force's Special Forces SOCOM component. They're basically highly trained JTACs. They can dive, jump, ruck, embed commonly with ODAs or teams of Green Berets and work on calling in air missions. So airstrikes, ISR, even just rotators, flights that generally just take people from point A to point B. And they are the best of the best. They're the creme de la creme, absolute professionals, gentlemen, and heroes and savage heroes. And so he was killed in the Battle of Takagar during Operation Anaconda. It says here, Operation Anaconda, that's the invasion of Afghanistan in 2002. It's the largest maritime invasion of all time. The movie will be based on the best-selling book, Alone at Dawn, Medal of Honor recipient John Chapman and the Untold Story of the World's Deadliest Special Operations Force by Dan Schilling and Lori Chapman. Oh, man. Well, I can't wait. When does this come out? Let's see. A 2023 release is the best guess it says. We'll have more details as they become available. So that's a, that's a long ways. We're looking to, you know, that's over the horizon time frame for that movie. But I'm, I'm ex I'd be extremely excited to see that movie. The Air Force deserves the credit. They deserve some 
positive spotlight on the heroes of the CCTs. Absolutely awesome. Thanks for recommending that, Nuggets. I appreciate that. Do you think if the military deploys to a jungle environment, we'll be more successful this time because we learned from the Vietnam and Army? <clears throat> jungle warfare is, uh, is complicated because of one of the main reasons is the jungle canopy. From what I, this is the little bit that I know about jungle warfare. It's the jungle canopy that makes it complicated. It basically shuts down all visibility and a lot of air operations through the trees. So there is a lot of problems that we don't have technology to fix when it comes to jungle warfare. Moving people through the jungle too is extremely difficult. So I think if we had to go into a jungle, it would be extraordinarily difficult still to this day. Nobody's come up with a better way to move through a jungle, to walk through a jungle, as far as I know. So would it be more successful from lessons learned in Vietnam? That depends on the, well, the failure of Vietnam was more about political failures than it was about war fighting failures. This song would be good with some drone footage. Do it, Justin. You can download that song and do it. How many tank battalions do we take having the Marines before we disbanded them? Three, right? I'm not sure. I don't know. Do you guys know each other? Um, howdy. How y'all doing? What's up, Yeet? Thanks for that. Uh, what's up? Max, do you expect us to have another jungle environment war like Vietnam? Not really. I don't expect that. We trained with the Filipino Marines after the Battle of Marawai. Can't spell. I had a Filipino Marine thanking me because we gave them the body armor that stopped a bullet from hitting his heart. Jeez. That's intense. The fight is very much going on strong against extremism. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of people don't realize that. That there's a whole... War on terror going on in the in the Pacific. By the way, guys, can we get 30 likes on this video? Who's watching it hasn't liked this? Who's watching it hasn't liked the video? I shouldn't have to keep saying it. You guys who are in here with me every day, come on. Come on. Like the video. Do it. Don't be scared. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Incredible stories. Have you seen the geisha Japanese dancers? I've seen geishas, but I haven't seen them like a performance. Most of my foreign friends, especially from Europe, complain that Asian weather's, weather was too rough. But remember, Afghanistan's Asia. Uh, like Asia's so mad. Like where we got to be more specific when we talk about Asia. Um, I know war with China would be would have been a mistake. Yeah, it's probably true. Max, what is one of the stupidest things you've ever done? Um, man, too many to count. Too many to count. One of the stupidest things I've ever done. Some of like. Such a per that, that's a very deeply personal question because the stupidest things I've ever done were very, very personal. Um, but let's see, what's something stupid that I've done? I wish I had something like uh, underage drinking, lost rankers. That'd be an easy one to say, but I, that never really happened. I did break a lot of rules in the Navy in my career. Those were all stupid. It was uh, never really worth it. And I wish I didn't do some of that stuff. Um, trying to think some of the stupidest things I've ever done I don't know it's like when you're at a job interview and they say what are your flaws and you say you care too much I guess I've just never done anything stupid Eviana I'm just I guess I'm just too my record's too clean I love the heat and humidity I'm a hot weather guy so working in Southeast Asia wasn't a problem for me same here I've been in Afghanistan in the winter and Iraq in the summer, and I'll take Iraq any day. I hate that freezing cold. And people forget this, but I, you know, I've, I've said this on the show before. Um, people say, 
Well, in the cold, you can always put on more clothes, but that's not really true because eventually, from a military perspective, there is no amount of clothes you can put on that's going to prepare you for spending two days out in the freezing cold. You're going to be cold and you're going to potentially suffer cold weather injury straight up. And there's just, there's this one, there's one thing, okay? I'm going to shut the haters up right now. The haters who say they'd rather be cold than hot. I don't believe you. There's one thing you can do in the heat that you just can't do in the cold. If there's one thing you can do in the heat that if you do the same thing in the cold, you're going to die. And that is get wet. Okay. This is what it comes down to for me. You can get hot, but you can always get wet. You can cool off with water. I mean, yeah, bottles of water in the sun are hot. I mean, too hot to drink sometimes, but you can always get wet in the heat to cool off. You can't get wet in the cold. And this is from a military perspective where also as a caveat here, this is considering when you're not the person deciding how much time you spend outside. Okay. Imagine you're not, it's not up to you if you go outside or not. And if your clothing fails in the cold, you're screwed. And if your clothing fails in the heat, you're just hot. You know, it's just, the heat's better. The heat is just better straight up. I mean, you can't tell me. Have you seen the trailer for the new Matrix movie? Yeah, it, it looks stupid, I think. Maybe uh, you guys will be mad at me for saying that, but I think the new Matrix movie looks stupid. I have ha- I'm afraid it's going to be just like, you know, like woke or whatever. I think it's going to be stupid. I'm glad you didn't suffer because of the heat and rain. I loved diving the walls on Okinawa. Me too. Out here in Okinawa right now. I have a solution to win jungle warfare. Use the Viet Cong logic, become the tree. Considering Afghanistan is a similar type of failure, I wouldn't put it past the government to double down another mistake. Fun fact, majority of Full Metal Jacket was filmed in the UK. Even the Vietnam scenes, they wouldn't have gotten any DOD support. Uh, you know what else is funny? Middle Earth and the Lord of the Rings was filmed in New Zealand, not Middle Earth. I was heartbroken when I heard that, you guys. I was heartbroken. Have you met any Filipino sailors, Ed? Uh, like a thousand. Yes. Mentos and Coke in Singapore where you can't spit out gum. Yes, you're right. That was stupid. When me and Justin set off, but just so you guys know, Mentos and Diet Coke started as like an urban legend. Okay. Before smartphones and YouTube, Mentos and Diet Coke was an urban legend. You couldn't just like look this up to see if it was true or not. Okay. So we had to find out for ourselves. So we decided when we pulled into the Philippines to test it and we went into a 7-Eleven and poured Mentos into a Diet Coke on the street in the Philippines. And we had that whole skyrocketing reaction. And, oh, that was really stupid. That was stupid. Let's see. Let's see. Singapore Slings Navy. No, I don't know what that is. Guam. Oh, oh gum. 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 Uh, underage drinking here in Southeast Asia range from 16 and 21. The only way to warm yourself up in the defense in freezing weather is to keep digging your fighting hole. There you go. Damn right. What would you do if a police officer pulls you over and you know you made a mistake? Um, I've been, pull, I've been like pulled over in like a harassing way before and you just try to go along with it. Try to, it's really frustrating. You want to be like, screw you, bro. I know what you're doing. You're trying to get me for like, you know, something that I'm doing. You just want a reason to pull me over because it's like nighttime and I'm in this neighborhood and, uh, and you thought you would get me on something. So, you know, F you, but you kind of just got to go along with it. You're going to lose that fight every time. 
I've heard Marine recon fight against terrorists in the Philippines, Marines and Navy SEALs. It's true. You just silenced me. I prefer the cold than the heat. Nope. I can't, I can't agree with that. Because what I said, I'm coming at it from a perspective of you're, you're stuck. In which would you rather be stuck, okay? Because when I'm deploying somewhere, I'm thinking there's a possibility that I'm going to just be stuck out there in those conditions. So would you rather be stuck in 10 degrees or 110 degrees? You tell me. I'm a cold tundra guy. Loved flying in the mountains with the snow in Fallon. Oh, screw that. When it's too hot, you don't want to touch. When you're cold, you want to get close. <laughs> there you go. When you put it that way in terms of duration of exposure being out of your control, that totally makes sense. Thank you very much, Icosahedron. What's your favorite season? Is fall. If I live somewhere that has seasons, which is extremely rare in my Navy career, but when I grew up in New York, I loved the fall. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I heard the swimming portion for the PJ course is insane. I had a buddy that became a Marine officer after he dropped out of the PJ pipeline. Crazy part is that he was a stud. The swimming got him. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about PJ training. I know it's hard. I know PJs are very proud of their uh, job out here. So <clears throat> who's tougher, Eric? Your average Navy SEAL or your average MARSOC Raider? Interesting question. I think it's hard to say who's tougher because both people are tough. But if it's kind of like putting uh, two predators in a cage, they will be okay for a minute, but then they're going to fight. You know what I mean? If you locked up two predatory animals in a cage they're inevitably going to battle. And when you put people like seals and, and raiders and green berets into a room, there, it's gonna, there's going to be a challenge, you know? There's going to be like a who's tougher challenge going on. And nobody's going to back down. So you've, uh, you, you'll find out then. Everyone, everyone wants to know that they're the toughest, you know? People love that stuff. 10 degrees, I have the window open during the winter crazy. Mine is Navy SEALs. I remember the Battle of Marawai during my time in JROTC. Only way to answer that is to fi uh, find one of each and have them arm wrestle. Yep. Yeah. You're not going to find either of them ready to lose. No one's going to be willing to, uh, to lose that one. So that'd be, that'd be a, always a good battle. But you know, honestly, or how about the average Marine infantry? Marine infantry is pretty tough too. You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's a lot of focus on SEALs and Raiders and all that stuff. You take just a regular infantry Marine, you know, motivated, gung-ho. No joke. You're not, not, those guys aren't playing around. Fit, determined, tough, highly trained, highly lethal. And they've been through Marine Corps training, which just makes you, like the average, there's no comparison between a basically trained Marine and any other basically trained member of any other branch. So I wouldn't sleep on just a regular infantry Marine either. What is interesting is that the Filipino Marine Corps is more funding than the Filipino army. At least their equipment looked like it. Nothing tops the ruling of the sacred arm wrestle. Are you one of the USA Mercs fighting the ISIS? Just curious on battle of Marawai. 
See what Ed says to that. There's no such thing as an average Marine. True. Well, oh, you know what? I'm glad you said that. I was in a room one time and somebody was trying to say, take the average trained Navy SEAL. And there was a SEAL in the room who then said, he slammed the table and goes, there is no average Navy SEAL. And then the guy goes, and this other guy's not a SEAL, and he goes, yeah, but there's like an average skill set, like an averagely skilled, not specialized SEAL. That's what I mean. He goes, you say average one more time and I'll rip your head off. And I was like, I, I mean, he's just saying like the average, there is an average, like there is, it exists. Uh, and I don't think anyone's saying there's a difference between saying SEALs are average and the average Navy SEAL. And it was, it got heated. It got crazy. It got crazy. And so I understand what you're saying. And, uh, but there is an, there is an average, there is an average. And I think it was like important at the time too, because he was trying to be like, well, what can we expect the average Navy SEAL to know about this very intense subject that we're about to throw upon them? Like, how would, how would the averagely trained Navy SEAL resp- like respond to this equipment? What do you think the expected response is going to be? Say average again. Say average one. Say what again? Say what one more time? Say average one more time. So we view ourselves, infantry Marines, as like the jack of all trades, but a master of none. There are so many skill sets to learn. It takes so much time to master all the basics. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um. That is, that is true too. You know, these are high performing individuals. If you want to compare a branch to branch, you really need to compare individual units to each other. The drive, command, climate, and discipline between different units makes a big difference for sure. For sure. Averages are relative. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, but that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't put an um, infantry Marine up against any other branch. I feel like there's no comparison. The uh, high and above uh, all others. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even try to compare and, and when I say average infantry Marine, I mean somebody who's been through like basic training, they're basically trained, they're basically skilled, and they're, they're performing like you would expect an infantry Marine to perform as far as fitness and tactics, like CQB, they understand all those things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare them to anybody. Like there's just no comparison as far as professionalism goes. Hot and cold, but not too much. Standard might have been a good substitute. Standard, same thing. Semantics, you guys. Semantics. I didn't mean any offense to anybody except for the Air Force, whose uh, walk test is a shame. The Air Force is, let's just, let's just, okay, let's, let's, I'm not trying to insult any Marines. That was the, the whole point of my, this conversation in the first place was me saying how you can't insult, you know, a SEAL or a Raider. You can't say who's better because they'll never stand for it which is badass. That's how it should be. And I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to put anybody down, but we can all agree that we can make fun of the Air Force, right? I think, right? We can, we can come together, find common ground there. Max, is it easier for veterans to buy or get their gun license since they have experience? No, I don't think so. I don't think it has anything to do with it. <clears throat> but then again, it's state rules, so I guess that could be maybe in some states, something or another. I'm not even going to read Eric's comment. 
I'm not even going to read Eric's comment because then I'm going to get roasted. When will military intel stop this whole train wreck? CA, can you give me some context to what you're talking about? Well, if you're describing my live stream right now, the military can't stop me. Making the distinction between the average Marine versus average X branch is literally a compliment to the Marines. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about Colonel Stu Scheller's actions? Oh, R. Kunkel, interesting you ask. I've got a video on my channel about it on why I think that he's totally wrong. Um, and before I get attacked in the, in the stream here, I've, I've gone to great lengths. We've spent hours talking about it on this channel about why I think that Stu Scheller is wrong. And it's not because I think that his, his, his original complaint, I think, is right. He's right about accountability. And I think it's an honorable choice to resign his commission. What I think that he's wrong about is that he's going to bring the whole system down. He's not. He's, long story short, when I hear Stu Scheller, which, by the way, here's the biggest joke of this whole thing, is in a couple months when people forgot who Stu Scheller was, nobody's ever going to come back and go, you're right, we, uh, we got a little excited um, with Stu Scheller, and, and, and you know now his life is ruined, and we don't really care anymore, and we should probably not do that again. They're just going to be doing it to the next person, the supporters. And, by, and when I air quote supporters, I mean like the people online commenting on his LinkedIn and Facebook page telling him that Jesus chose him as the last true American. Who That's his true online supporters, a small group of people who are telling him to quit his job and take down the man. It's extremely depressing to watch what's happening to him. To be clear, his original message I agree with 110%. Completely agree. And I think it's a really brave and honorable thing to do if he thinks that, you know, he can't serve in the Marines anymore because of the actions of his, you know, chain of command. He can't support that anymore to resign his commission and walk away. Cool, tracking. But his whole thing about bringing the system down and all this stuff, he is way off. He's going to find himself alone, unsupported, except for a few maniacs. And I say that because of this. Here's my, here's my theory on this, okay? And, and I, could, I could end up being proven wrong, for sure. But here's what I think is going to happen. There's a guy named Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer. He was in the Air Force, and they transitioned over to the Space Force. A few, you guys probably, unless you watch the show, probably already forgot who this is. He was all over the news, all over television. He wrote a book on the rise of Marxism in the military. For about of two weeks, he was big. He was the one who was going to save the military. He's the only one speaking out for the telling us the truth. He's on Tucker Carlson, all this stuff, and then he got fired from his job in the Space Force. And last or earlier this week or last last week, we followed up to see how he's doing now. You know what Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer is doing now? He recently the only thing that he's up to is he recently spoke to a group of senior citizens at like a retirement facility about the, the left, the left's agenda or something like that to like 50, 80 year olds. And in a few months, the only people left supporting Stu Scheller, by the way, commenting on his Facebook page is not support. I don't understand. 
I said, do you support Stu Scheller? I support him till the day I die. And the way that I do it is I've liked his last two Facebook posts. And that's meaningful. What? What? So, you know, he's going to, I'm sad. He's, he's right. And he's going to pay a heavy price for it. And so the way, because the way he went about it with this whole bring down the system and these, this chess move thing that he's doing, he's going to find himself in a bad place in about two months. And people hate me for saying that people have been giving me literal death threats. You guys literal death threats for saying that. But what's going to happen if that turns out to be true? Is anyone going to come back and change their, their, their tone? No, they're going to leave him high. His supporters are going to leave him high and dry. He, and they're going to move on to their next hero for two weeks. It's depressing. So, you know, leave me those death threats, hate on me, you know, unsubscribe, whatever you got to do. But I'm giving it 90, 90 days. We're, we'll see what happens in 90 days. And then uh, why don't you follow up with me? How are those calves holding up after that intense Air Force walk? They're okay now. It was my shins. It was my shins. And if the Air Force is around, we can make fun of the Coast Guard. <laughs> How did you feel about his message, Kunkel? Let's see. Was there a reply there? The train wreck called the current state of the nation, our safety and security of the compromise of this admin. Yeah. The, the real question is, the real question is, Will we see another 9-11 style attack, right? I was having this conversation with somebody earlier. And I think there's a really good chance that we will. Or at least that we're going to be not, you know, the, the people who operate in the shadows and do the nation's hard work quietly are going to be trying to prevent it. So, yeah, that is, I do think that. Talk about echo chamber for that lieutenant colonel. Love the Philippines, Marine. Uh, three years left. That's gutsy. It is gutsy. There's no. What was the what was the quote Justin made at the, at the beginning of the show? You know what? Let's bring this back to the beginning of the show. Justin said, "Courage is knowing it's going to hurt and still doing it. Stupidity is that way too. That's why life is hard." Let's bring it back to the beginning of the show. Yep, that's true. And only time will tell. Only time will tell who, which one Stu Scheller is. Gutsy or stupid. He's not a stupid person, obviously. But he did say, but then again, he did say on his video on the bus that the reason he resigned his commission was inspired by a LinkedIn comment from someone he knows and respects. But still, you know? Everyone leaving me these comments and stuff. I'm telling, I'm, I'm just giving it time. I've been quiet. Unless, unless I've been asked on the live stream, I've been quiet. And the reason is not because I'm intimidated or anything by these comments that I've been getting, but because there's no answer yet. I could be wrong. And I said that in my video too. And I wish Stu Shell were the best because he seems like a great Marine and he seems like a great person, well-liked by his troops and all that. But I think that he's wrong about what's going to happen next. Not about his point, but what's gonna, he's wrong about what's going to happen next. Truth, sometimes truth is more hurtful than the lies you get. Max, are you the type of guy to get a job in law enforcement or first responding? No, I'm definitely not. 
Military intel knows the truth about this whole damn thing, possibly not compromised like our upper ranks of DOJ. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't follow too much about, you know, not conspiracy theories, but things that I can't actually, that nobody actually knows, just these like political theories of things. Did you tell us who the surprise guests are going to be? I missed one day this week and love to go back and watch. Uh, MC, the, oh yeah, by the way, guys, just as a reminder, the live streams are um, becoming only available for members and Patreons for replay. So you will only be able to rewatch live streams on YouTube if you're a member or a patron. So if you're not one of those things and you're with me five, six, seven, ten hours a week, I would encourage you to look at options to become a member of this channel or a patron for as little as $3 a month and uh, support the channel that way. If you're spending 10 hours a week with me, five hours a week with me, I think asking $3 a month in exchange is, uh, is not crazy, okay? As well as there's merch available at scuttlebuttshow.com, like this mid-rat shirt that I'm wearing right now. And there's about to be a huge merch drop, you guys. There's going to be a huge merch drop coming soon, and I'm working on uh, special designs as well. I'm working on new designs for, um, <clears throat> for, for all kinds of clothing stuff. So it's going to be awesome. And, still, and we're still working on the book, right? We're still working on the book. So the book, I'm hoping, will be ready by the end of the year. It's, it's, out, it's been sent out to a few people for editing, okay? Just so you guys know, a little update on that. I've sent out a few versions for editing, and, uh, and it's coming along, okay? So I'm so proud of it. I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Not if it's going to happen. It's when it's going to happen that Al-Qaeda showed us what they can do and what they're capable of doing it again. Yeah, trust me. There's people out there who... Uh, who want to hurt Americans. I promise I've met those people. So scary out his fight against extremism is also fought in the shadows. You don't really hear a lot about counter espionage and counterterrorism unless it's big hats off to the FBI and CIA. Yep. Look, it's just like if you guys have seen zero dark 30 or know the story of the bin Laden raid and how they found bin Laden and how they ran these covert operations and had CIA operatives die in that process. It's crazy. Eviana. Yes, but I'm not at that. I'm not at that point yet. So when we get closer to that, and if you're interested, I will definitely talk to you about that. Don't start with, I don't follow conspiracy theory that is so old and is a way out of researching and looking for yourself a way of discrediting. Well, that's one thing to say, but I'm not out here trying to go follow YouTubers telling me what's really going on in the government that they don't know anything about. All right. There's a lot of people out there quoting things that they heard on YouTube or like rumble or something. And, uh, there's just no reason to think that they're true. I'm not out here to discredit people and tell people not to go do their own research or anything like that. But once you've seen, once you've seen one conspiracy theory go around that you actually know the truth about, it makes you kind of wonder about the rest. So Wuhan lab was a conspiracy. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like I just said, CA, I, like I just said, I'm not here trying to tell people you know, not to have their opinion, not to voice what they're thinking, but I don't, uh, and that's actually different because that was coming from doctors and scientists. And I actually covered that. I actually covered, uh, the, the lab leak theory when, you know what, as a matter of fact, there's a video on this channel called COVID actually was a weapon where I actually, with my wife, who's a physician researched the whole lab leak theory 
publicized article from the Chinese doctor. And you can go back and look at that. And I went through and I was like, looks like, you know, I think that it did come from the lab. So before you uh, judge what you think my opinions on things might be, I don't know how long you've been watching the channel, but I think you should, uh, you should know that I'm not out here to discredit anybody or tell people what to think. But there's a lot of just random garbage on the internet. You would have to agree with me there. I think if you're in, in good faith, there's a, a, lot of, a lot of random garbage out there on the internet that you really should not, that nobody should be listening to. There is a lot of that. So, ha, so if you follow some, some good ones and some bad ones, do you end up overall better or worse? Um, I don't know the answer. So let's see, let's see. Will the book have lots of pictures for the army guys? Oh yes, it will have pictures, 100%. I would never publish anything without pictures. I promise you. I promise. I am a, I am a goon myself, so it will have pictures. What does an average tier one opera? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. A- an average tier one operator. Well, look at the average tier one operator, you know? Do you ha- there is no average tier one operator. These guys are tier one. Here we go. Nathan, put your tinfoil hat on. What is your Chinese animal zodiac sign? Are you an ox? I don't know. I was born in July. July 9th is my birthday, so I don't know. I've no, I don't know. I barely know my regular Zodiac sign of cancer. So I don't know. Um, damn, eleven ten in the morning out here in Okinawa. I don't believe for a minute COVID didn't from a lab. Alex, there's a critical word missing from that. There's, a, there's such an important word missing from that sentence. Alex, damn it. Sometimes one word matters so much. And in, in your sentence, there's a critical word missing. Hairy lime pie. Will the picks be color by number? I don't know. Maybe I should release a coloring book next. It's by year two. Harry Lime Pie, what's up? If COVID is a bioweapon, people not getting a vaccine have their actions benefiting the enemy. <laughs> Good point. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If, they, if people want to defend themselves against an attack from China, they should be wearing a mask. Didn't come. I have no, let me, I have to go back and reread the sentence now. Where was, if COVID is a bioweapon, oh wait, that's not, I don't believe for a minute COVID didn't come from a lab. I don't believe for, that's the, and now I have to read this because it's double negative. I don't believe for a minute COVID didn't come. Yeah, it makes a lot, yeah, it makes the most sense. It's like, yeah, that's super upsetting too. People saying things that are just reasonable concerns and if there's any a 1% possibility that it's true that COVID came from a lab and then people could have given the actual like viral data to people to make a vaccine a lot sooner, that would have been a lot more effective and then didn't, of course it should be like any, any reasonable person would want that entire thing investigated down to like the nittiest, grittiest details, right? But then the news is like, it's a conspiracy theory. You're a racist if you say anything like that. And it's like, oh my God. Max, did you work with those CIA guys? If so, how do they act? I've worked with a couple OGAs and it was always uh, interesting. They're very entitled. I don't mean that in like, oh, to be like offensive. 
Harry Lampio, the dollar ninety nine super chat. Thank you very much. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thank you very much. My experience working with OG, very professional. They're very good at what they do. They are very, very professional and very good at what they do. But they tend to think that everyone works for them. Like they, they think that you are their direct subordinate, no matter who you are or where you work or what you're doing. Um, but my limited experience should not be used as an actual character, you know, uh, character witness statement or anything like that. So that's just my, that's just my, uh, my very, very, you know, small piece of, uh, of the pie there. It's, they're, they're very good at what they do. They're very professional, very smart, very dedicated. Uh, they, those guys, those types of people, you know, folks like men and women, obviously have probably spent so much more time overseas in more danger than I've ever been in. But, uh, they can be de demanding. Can or will the U.S. Navy captains mass court-martial someone for not doing KP properly or not good enough if they accidentally caused foodborne illness? What's KP? I don't know. What's, what's KP? Elite's always looking down on us. Straight leg converse, uh, conventionals. Tisk, tisk. Thanks for supporting Max, Harry. Yeah, thank you, Harry, for your, all your ongoing support. Do you listen to the team house? No, I do not. What is that? What about ISA? How about the ISA? How about them? What is the ISA? What is the ISA? Should I, am I missing something here? Individual savings account, according to Google. My individual savings account is very entitled also. It, uh, <laughs> it thinks it needs all my money and I can't have any of it back. Max speaking so highly, outwardly, inwardly, please stay out of my life. <laughs> hey, Max, what do you think the most immature special operations group is in the military? Immature. Immature. It all comes down to individuals. I haven't worked with any group that was immature, but there have been immature individuals, but also... Um, also people might act immature or whatever, but when it comes down to it, I haven't really met anybody in special operations who isn't there to get the job done at the end of the day. So if that makes sense, I don't think there is an immature special operations group. Navy food on ship is really good. If I remember, hell yeah. I appreciate you reading my comments, regardless of opinion. It's nice to be heard. Yeah, you got it, man. Stick around. Make sure you subscribe and notifications on. Kitchen police, kitchen police. That's what I'm talking about. The kitchen police will come for you, lock your ass up. That's it. You see the intercepts article proving Paul Wright in this whole dispute with Fauci over gain of uh, function research. Yeah, I've seen some stuff about that. U.S. Army ISA, kitchen patrol washing pots and pans in a galley and other utensils. Yes, Japanese curry. I do love, I love Japanese curry. Intelligence support activity. Let's see. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I've worked with these guys. Uh, we'll subscribe for sure. Have you worked with Japanese military? What do you think? No, I've never worked with the Japanese military. Never had the pleasure. But I think my neighbor is in the Japanese military. He's got uh, his camis hanging out outside all the time. Let's not talk bad about CS rates. And then, oh, let's not. I'm wearing my mid-rat shirt for uh, my CSs out there. 
I love my CSs. Let me tell you a good CS story real quick. And then I got to go, by the way. We're going to be wrapping up soon. Let's get some likes. Can we get this thing to 30 likes? Are there six people out there who haven't liked this video? Are there six people out there who haven't liked this video yet? Make it happen if you haven't liked this video. So uh, in Afghanistan, when I was there in 2013 and 14 with an ODA, we had an army cook out there and our food sucked so bad. We had an army cook and he had an Afghan assistant. And our food was so garbage. It was disgusting. Oh, oh, the, it was terrible. Well, somehow my chief and the team sergeant from the ODA got this young, uh, younger female CS. She was Vietnamese to come out to our outstation from the, from, I think, Fob Shank. She just flies in on a helicopter and life got so much better. The food, she ran that kitchen. She taught the Afghan assistant how to cook. The food got so much better. Oh my God. It was awesome. She is a hero. Life just got better. All of a sudden, everyone's spirits are up. We're having a better, a better quality of life, a better uh, attitude, morale is up. We're starting to do like cookouts with steaks on the grill. We're like, there's a grill there's a grill. We had steaks and a grill this whole time. Get out of here, army cook. And then life just got so much better. So she was the, I don't remember her name right now, but she was awesome. So she was, she, I got to give her a super legit from the ceiling. Super legit. Thank you so much for all the great work. Happy birthday, contractor. Happy birthday. I've heard non-American surprise when they hear Americans thank their vets for their service. Which side did Japanese lean towards on average? The most Japanese people like the Americans. I don't know if they care too much about the American military. There's a huge amount of concern from the Japanese that the American military being here makes Okinawa a target. So there are, uh, there are people who don't like it, but most people are, are, are good with it. Thoughts on the Battle of Marawa? I don't know that much about it, to be honest to speak intelligently about it. I'll have to do some research and get back to you guys. <clears throat> That's obviously a gap for me, a knowledge gap. Uh, I've heard non-American surprise when you hear Americans. Oh yeah, that's the one I just read. Happy birthday. See ya. Happy birthday, contractor. Contractor's going to join the Space Force. Let's get contractor to join the Space Force. How about that? Contractor can do four years of Space Force and get out and go have a career doing something else. Speaking of food, it's time for me to go have some lunch. Shout out to Cook Thomas. 40 likes, max watch, 24 hours anime. I do love my Dragon Ball Z. You guys know I got my Goku in the background there. You guys know I got my Goku in the background there. Come on, four more likes. Are there four people out there who haven't liked this video? Hit that thumbs up button, you guys. Hit that thumb. Let me go onward into the world on a Friday with 30 likes on this video. Is there people watching who have not liked this video? 30 likes. I want, I want to see it. I want to see those 30 likes so I can go have a great Friday. And if we can get a member, if somebody wants to click that join button and check out memberships, including right off the bat, you get 10% off the online store. So you can't go wrong there. 10% off your Midrat shirt. If you become a member right now, 
for the $3 a month, you'll immediately get access to your discount code for 10% off the online store. Go to the online store, buy a Midrat shirt, and you'll break even. Your discount will be like your first month's membership. And like, it's a no brainer. It's, it's like, it's so easy. Max, I have lots of military anime as recommendations. Really? Is that true? I don't, is there a military anime? He's a weeb. Confirm. Max is a weeb. Come on, people. Like the video. Two more. I'm seeing, I need two more likes. Techno Ruffles. I forgot what I was going to ask. We need two more likes for 30, you guys. Two more likes. I see 28 over here. I see 28 likes. Hit the button. There's no way. One more. There's no way everyone watching right now at this very second has liked this video. 30. Let's go. Thank you, guys. 30 likes. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. You guys rock. You guys are my heroes. I love it. I love it. Techno. Let's go. 31. That's awesome. You guys made my day. You guys made my day. And it's time that I got to go. I got to go take my dog out. She needs a little walk. She probably had Dave Cool. Here's your like, Max. Dave Cool. What's up, my chief? I was just talking about you. Dave, what was the name of that Vietnamese uh, cook? The CS? Yes. What was her name? What was her name? I'm so glad you were listening at that point. I am so glad that you were listening when that happened. I can't believe it. That's amazing. Dave Cool, my chief on that deployment, just checked into the chat. That's what I'm talking about. That's amazing. Dave Cool, nice to see you. That's awesome. That is so awesome. We're going to pass 31. Good job, everyone. CS2, Minna? Damn. Is that, was that it? Minna? That doesn't, it doesn't even sound familiar. I don't, damn, I don't remember. I, I guess that, I guess I'll take, I'll take your word for it. I can't believe I don't remember that. I feel kind of bad about that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I am struggling right now. Dave, it's all good, man. It's just great to see you. It's just great to see you. Have you been watching for a long time? Uh, that's too funny. That's awesome. I love that so much. I am so stoked that you were listening at that point in the show. That's incredible. That is awesome. Dave, it's great to have friends like Max. Small world, Dave was your chief. Yep, that's right. Dave was my chief on that deployment in Afghanistan. We were out there uh, in Ghazni province. It was epic. It was a great deployment. Absolutely awesome. Dave, it's great to see you. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. It's the only thing I can think of. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe she's watching too. <laughs> Maybe she's watching and she'll chime in. Um, thanks for your service, Dave. Yeah. Hell yeah. Semper Fi, Kunkel. Thanks for uh, tuning in. It's great to uh, have you in the chat. All right, guys. As always, links in the description down below to how to support the channel. Get your Midrat shirt. Check out scuttlebuttshow.com. Become a member of the channel. Check out Patreon. If you join Patreon as an elite patron on your second month, I'm going to send you a free t-shirt anyway. And also, live stream rewatches are only going to be available on Patreon and for members, okay? From, from starting, it's already started, okay? So live stream rewatches are no longer available if you're not a, if you're not a member or a patron. Just had to clean up the channel. So... With all that being said, it's been an honor to talk with you guys today. It went an hour and a half today. That's a long show. 
I'll be back on Sunday, 1800 Pacific Standard Time with a regular episode of the Scuttlebutt Show with all the greatest, hottest, breaking military news, stories, interviews, and the like. We have guests coming up next week who I have not announced yet, but stay tuned for those events coming up there. Somebody you know and somebody you don't know will be coming back. We have Rob Sweetman coming back uh, in a couple weeks for another sleep show talking about Exist Tribe and their mission to make people, veterans especially, sleep better. With all that being said, have a great weekend, you guys. Spend September 11th in a way that's meaningful to you, honoring the day, and I'd love to hear what you're doing. Stay tuned to my Instagram story if you want to see me doing the music video uh, with John Tate, the kid, starting tomorrow, and you guys can go find that link to the album in the, in the chat here that I dropped. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be badass, so make sure you guys follow me on there for the story. And with all that being said, as always, it's been an honor, you guys. It's been my honor, and I hope you guys had a good time. Until next time, that's the scuttlebutt.